Kaiju Network, where we have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. I am your co-host, Kenton, with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, peeps? So we are covering episodes 20 through 30 of Spectre Man. We have returned. I don't think we're going to have uh, any more interruptions, sort of like we have the last couple weeks. And on top of that, we are in our new time slot for the foreseeable future. So get comfortable for at least about four to five months on this Sunday time slot. Sunday fun day, you (laughs) crazy bastards. So before we get into Spectre Man, Jason, why don't you do some uh, housekeeping here and we can get going. Yeah, so as as always, if you see a subscribe button down below or above wherever you're watching us uh, here, make sure to hit that subscribe button and as well as smash the like button and uh, put any of the comments down below. And uh, you can find us everywhere, all in one place at our uh, link tree uh, link right on your screen there for slash Daikaiju Network. And... Uh, we're available on video platforms such as YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Facebook, and as well as X, or formerly known as Twitter. And uh, we're also available on uh, audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find every uh, both video and audio episodes on our own website right over at daikaijunetwork.com. You know, the funny thing is I've never noticed that computer graphic you show up there because we've been using a different uh, uh, piece of software for a while. And I'm like, oh, hell, that looks pretty damn spiffy. I think what we need to start doing is charging people for all this now. Uh, you know, longest official running long, uh, longest running Kaiju podcast now. I think we need to be uh, charging just, just people a little over 13 for years this, for this crap, <laughs> <laughs> for this literal crap. <laughs> Well, as far as far as that uh, uh, graphic stuff, like the uh, find us ever like in available platforms, that's been around for a while. And then the recent one was that uh, website <laughs> one there. But uh, yeah, so uh, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about um, as far as the uh, legacy of monsters. If you've seen a trailer to that upcoming Apple TV um show yet or if you just kind of want to hold off on that for maybe next week i have not seen anything all i know is it's coming relatively soon keegan is saying uh used to watch spectrum man daily in daycare in 81 82 who is your daycare provider <laughs> just like we're just gonna throw on specter man is this something that that uh, you enjoyed at all or, or not i could see if i was a child i would enjoy spectrum man as an adult it's a little bit more of an acquired taste, although there's some really outlandish elements that uh, that have been fun to watch uh, as mm-hmm. we've progressed here. But yeah, um, yeah. As far as the legacy of monsters, I, I haven't seen anything. Like I said, all I know is it's coming out relatively soon. So I, yeah. I really have nothing to add to that at this moment. Yeah, um, maybe we'll just uh, hold off. Uh, for next Sunday to talk about it and kind of get you caught up <laughs> in that front. But I will have to say is that I've only seen it once and it seems like um, John Goodman is at least back as his uh, one character from Con Skull Island uh, in that one. And he must need work. 
and I can at least say as far as the uh, the vibe or the aesthetics to this upcoming uh, MonsterVerse series for Apple TV seems like it's combining that um, aesthetics from the 2014 Godzilla film and as well as the uh, Skull Island aspect. From the few photos I've seen, to me, that's kind of what it looked like, which, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the 14 film. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's good. Also, I want uh, everyone to know, because we haven't really talked about it. I think the last time we talked about it was maybe back in the spring or something when it was announced, the Netflix Gamera Rebirth um, series that came out like handful of days ago now yeah uh we haven't forgotten about it and unfortunately we should have talked a little bit more about it as it was getting ready for its release here recently yeah. um and- i am looking to hopefully i'm not damn it um i'm hoping to uh go through uh the series at some point it's i got another busy week in- in front of me so it's probably not going to be this week but maybe the next week might go through it that's something i would like both of us uh, if possible to go through i've been talking jason into doing like a quick little subscription service or maybe see if he can find, find some uh trial code for netflix and, and get it for a bit but um, well and and the other thing too when it comes to netflix not only you have gamma rebirth but um you you have that Ultraman anime one. Um, I've only seen the two seasons for that. I haven't seen the final one of that from a while back. And then you also have that uh, Colin Skull Island cartoon series. Yeah, uh, Keegan says uh, we ate it up. There was another show where a robot family living in a volcano and turned to jets and helped a little boy. We actually covered that episode. What, maybe a month ago? It was that weird, like, vampire fly type of episode. I forget. Um, but that was one we sort of had fun with because it was such nuck and futz. Like, a lot of the stuff that happened mm-hmm. was so out of the norm for what we had seen in a Spectre Man episode up to that point. And again, one of the things I've, I've said periodically as we've covered this series is that <laughs> this series will just throw things at you without ever at any point having established certain rules or, or sort of a Chekhov's gun type of deal beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess Streamlabs sent you a message or something like that. Disregard that that's, Streamlabs. Can well, that's, that's just the, the bot. Kind of. Uh, That's why I'm saying kind of just yeah. ignore the, the stupid bot. It's AI. Heaven forbid AI starts taking over this show, then we're really in trouble. You thought things couldn't get any worse. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a unique, like, I think it was a two parter once again of of episodes the vampire flyer wasp or whatever that uh creature was on one hand i i sort of enjoyed it because it was wackadoo but on the other hand it was just so strange as far as like where did all this come from but we could say that about a lot of tokusatsu as far as where did this come from we should make a t-shirt out of that where did this come from (laughs) (laughs) daikaiju network (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um yeah, uh, this has been an interesting uh, series, to say the least. And um, 
pretty wacky too. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hate to say Keegan, uh, you know, even though there have been a few episodes here and there, I've really come to enjoy, and a lot of it's the really weird stuff. I, overall, I'm not too a thrilled. huge fan of it. I, uh, you know, we were covering Common Rider at the same time i didn't uh, don't know if you know this um we were covering common rider at the same time we were doing this we were kind of going back and forth between the two shows and then we kind of focused more on specter man until we're done with that but uh, i like common rider a little bit more than than specter man that's not to say i think specter man is awful but i think it's in my opinion a little little less quality but i think there are elements to it that are uh, fun to watch and <laughs> give you a good laugh probably unintentionally but Mm -hmm. yeah so here we go we're gonna start diving into episodes 28 through 30 of specter man episode 28 titled the terrifying attack of salamander jason what's your alternative yeah mine is the killer salamander (laughs) (laughs) all right so jason Let's give them a synopsis. Yeah, so as far as the uh, the synopsis, uh, the episode starts with a, a hunter in the woods with his dog there. And uh, within, I would say within a minute, uh, stumbles upon this giant uh, salamander, uh, pudgy salamander, <laughs> and uh, gets, uh, gets killed by this salamander by... Getting whacked by his son. <laughs> so, do I dare make some obvious jokes here? <laughs> well, you can. Let's hold hold that thought before I finish the the uh, the whole synopsis here. So, right after that, we get to see uh, Joji and the G team uh, coming into this uh, chaotic village, and is curious of what's going on. And they talked to the villagers, saying that they were called upon this uh, uh, one villager, which I forget the name of, but he died off, uh, off screen. I'm probably guessing it was that hunter or someone else. It but, really doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, so. Uh, and then eventually another villager gets attacked by the salamander along with the police officer from this uh, one of those uh, watchtowers there and see dr gory uh you know wanting the salamander to continue upon destroying this village and see the g team helping evacuating uh the village while it's being destroyed by uh the salamander and then uh see it see a lot of that (laughs) throughout this entire episode and then finally i think uh, later in this episode, get to see uh, military jets coming in, uh, defeating it, uh, pr- uh, I would say briefly. And you have villagers and the G team starting the recovery process, <laughs> which, um, however, the salamander still lives, obviously. Uh, comes up and then you had part of the G team for whatever reason they were camping out <laughs> on top of uh, Salamander and he had two uh, two of the G team crew on a you know holding for their dear life while the Salamander was uh, 
going around attacking the village and as well as when uh joji transforming into specter man and battling him uh, battling salamander he still had the g uh, couple of the g team grew still on salamander until he gets knocked down so they took that chance to get off and then <laughs> uh run away and then you had uh salamander uh breathing his fire onto uh, Spectre Man's face, practically wielding his eyes shut, making him blind and all that. And that's kind of where uh, this episode ends. So now you can start <laughs> doing your jokes. <laughs> the sexual jokes are aplenty with this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I... You know, on some level, I, I enjoyed this episode because mm -hmm. it tried to mimic some of the Showa-era kaiju destruction because we see, I, really for the first time in at least a long while, maybe since that uh, mole and catfish kaiju, where it is spending a fair amount of time destroying buildings. Now, granted, most of what it's destroying here are huts, and... Like a lot of tokusatsu shows from around this time, budgets weren't so big, so a lot of the setting was rural. And um, so, but at least there were some miniatures here where they were setting fire to them and then also stomping on and destroying. Mm -hmm. uh, the salamander costume, definitely very baggy, but I think on some level, uh, very much intentional. But that's also, I and, think, charming with some it, of these suits. And the head for is a little bit cartoonish in a way. It doesn't look yeah. like a salamander. <laughs> well, you know, let's let's be very honest here. If we're talking about uh, kaiju stuff, at least up through maybe the seventies, a lot of the kaiju he uh, heads and all that stuff you could argue are pretty cartoonish. Some a little bit more so than others, but in a general sense, if you were to line up all the the heads of the different kaiju you know including from the godzilla saga and the gamma saga you would find that a vast majority if not all of them on some level have a cartoon factor uh within them within the design and i think that was maybe intentional i think though part of it is due to being able to from the designer standpoint to try to design something that would be useful as well so that you could maybe do facial expressions where necessary and or to make sure that people could see the eyes appropriately gradually over time obviously kaiju material began to be more kid friendly so you got more to a point where the eyes were bigger if not even more prominent within the suit heads as well and tended to be more animated and, and played a role within the films themselves so definitely by this point of course kaiju and in, in film was more geared towards the the younger audience i mean for for heaven's sakes you even just go back to the original ultraman in 65 um really by middle-ish 60s already there was a turn within the kaijuega to um to to really make to appeal to the the target demographic of children at that time because already mm -hmm. not only was television beginning to take a little bit of a hold um adults were not frequenting kaijuega as often as they had been for like a five six year period at that time 
either. So already sort of by the mid 60s, the, 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 the change was beginning and it really didn't become even as prominent until you got to the late 60s and definitely by the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, uh, with this episode overall, I think it's like what you said is one of the better uh, ones in here. And with a lot of the episodes for this series is a hit and miss. A, a lot of them are. <laughs> but uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to this one, it just seems – Story-wise, even with this being a two-parter, it just seems like they finally had something going on here where it's just a bit more streamlined in a way. And kind of like what you said earlier, it kind of feels more along the lines of your uh, general typical tokusatsu uh, series where you have... You know, kind of your usual destruction, evacuation uh, situations, and then you have the hero monster or um, robot, what have you, or humanoid uh, coming in, uh, battling a monster, maybe having a difficult time or eventually beating them in a one-off episode uh, here. And then you have your typical... Uh, military tanks or jets, army, what have you. It just feels more streamlined compared to previous Spectre Man episodes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really don't have anything else, honestly, to to add other than just some final thoughts. So I don't know if we just want to go ahead and yeah, why don't dive you into just, that. Uh, yeah, why don't you just give your final thoughts? Okay. The series regains some of its footing with this episode. Much of it revolves around Salamander destroying a village and the self-defense force failing to stop it. While seeing smaller huts get destroyed is not as appealing as seeing a city, city get stomped. It's still better than a simple rural area with some hills. With all of that said, the fact that Joji doesn't turn into Spectre Man a lot sooner to try and save more of the village and its people is the weakest part of this episode. Nevertheless, it's better than the last two episodes we've covered, and I gave it an A minus. Hmm. Yeah, with this one, as as I've stated previously, I'm not going to touch upon it again. But um, uh, the salamander concept is pretty good. Kind of have a little bit of a mythology behind it. That's probably another thing I should have mentioned about. And uh, yeah, the uh, the battles are pretty good in this one. The miniatures are really good, even though it's just rural. I mean, you pretty much all you need is just wood and some other uh, things to kind of make your traditional uh, Japanese village in that regard. And um, and also the story is pretty great for, uh, for uh, a Spectre Man episode. It's kind of... Um, pretty rare in this where a majority of uh, Spectre Man episodes are like um, hit and miss or pretty out there or just really breaks uh, uh, physics boundaries <laughs> like uh, some earlier episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, with uh, episode 28, I would 
give this one a B plus. All right, so now we're going to enter episode 29, which is the second part of the storyline, titled Kill the Vicious Monster Salamander. And Salamandar, for, I'm sorry. And for my uh, alternative title for this one is The Blind Warrior. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go ahead and give a synopsis of this one? Yeah, so... Obviously, continue continuing on from the previous episode. Uh, Spectre Man continues having uh, difficulty uh, battling Salamander while being blind uh, here, and eventually he, he is forced to withdraw from the fight and uh, uh, flies away with Dr. Gory and as well as Karas uh, celebrating uh, the outcome and. And then order Salamander to continue the destruction of the village and as well as uh, go towards a uh, nearby major city, which he does later on, obviously. And you have the military coming in soon after uh, battling Salamander, although you don't really see much of <laughs> anything going on there. You only just see tanks and stuff, and that's just kind of pretty much it, uh, which is kind of uh, uh, I don't know how, how to say it but uh, anyways you have uh, the G team finding uh, Joji eventually just kind of with his both of his eyes uh, shut and they immediately take him to um, a hospital while resisting to and then um, uh, obviously the military has no match while Salamander uh, heads towards the city, and then you have uh, Overlord telling uh, Joji to find uh, a nearby high voltage wires to uh, give him his eyesight back. Which I probably guess you'll <laughs> have some quals. You know me about too damn one. well. <laughs> <laughs> your your favorite um, uh, people in this series. My uh, favorite person, yeah. Yeah, so eventually Joji uh, transforms into Spectre Man, uh, confronts Salamander while still being blind, but he finds uh, high voltage wires and then gets his eyesight back and uh, defeats Salamander, and that's pretty much it of the episode. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, so you want to talk to talk about the elephant in the room in this one? <laughs> well, I'm trying to decide. Like, do I kind of want to go a little bit in order as far as how the episode unfolded, or do I just want to start uh, with that? I first I probably let's would quickly just take do the bandaid off. Okay, so I want to start with him being blind, and then I'll get to the stupid electrocution thing. I thought it said something about the people around Joji that. When as Spectre Man, he got blinded, and then he all of a sudden is blinded as well. Couldn't have mm. his people, his colleagues, have realized, wait a minute, Spectre Man got blinded. Now we just randomly find you, and you happen to be blind too. What's going on here? But they're just like, duh. You know, completely oblivious it's, to oh, this whole thing. That's your typical 60s, 70s. Uh, TV shows where they're just oblivious and, until the very end. Yeah. I, I just, 
I don't know. It it just it doesn't look good on, Cause, cause on I the know, people around him. Yeah, because I know with a lot of these, they'll say, "Oh, we've you know we've known for a while and all that." But when it comes to episodes prior to the very last episode, or maybe the second to last episode beforehand, when they find out, it's like you guys were pretty oblivious <laughs> throughout the entire show. So don't. Don't bullshit us. <laughs> I know. It just, yeah. Well, and then what I wrote down about the whole electrocution thing, I said, what the fuck is this thing about him basically <laughs> needing to electrocute himself to regain his eyesight? The overlord is at it again. But, like, even when I wrote that, I'm just like, I have nothing more to add to this other than the fact that anyone who has been watching or listening to us long enough cover this series knows how I feel about the overlord. But then you would think, too, with the Overlord, you know, having all the technology and stuff, you would think that they would have order Spectre-Man to come to them to fix his eyes and all that stuff instead of saying, oh, just, you know, you can fuck yourself and you can just use human technology. I swear the overlord is intentionally trying to kill him but it backfires every time and then like when Joji actually like takes his advice to electrocute himself to get his eyesight back the overlord privately is probably like well fuck I was hoping this time we'd actually get him but god damn it it worked I mean <laughs> there goes we'll just have to try next time like I almost wonder if that's how the overlord privately is like he's intentionally trying to kill him and it's like this guy is so stupid he will follow every word I say and he does it and Spectre Man's like oh yeah it worked and the overlord's like oh son of a bitch <laughs> like, like they're trying to act like a snake oil salesman or something of the sort well yeah, I mean, like you said, though, you would think – I mean, I would even buy a stupid solution such as the Overlord firing down, like, a little beam from the ship onto his eyes and then that, like, disintegrating the, the yeah, crud on his eyes. Because they're, they're the ones responsible for creating Spectre-Man to begin with because if that's the case, you should at least have some kind of solutions to fix Spectre-Man instead of just relying on others' technology or third party. Well, so. and then too, it's like really stupid because the obvious thing is, okay, if you electrocute yourself, you're more than likely, you know, at the bare minimum, you are going to severely damage yourself in multiple or, ways and probably including your eyesight. Or possibly so, overload overload <laughs> You know your battery capabilities or charging capabilities <laughs> with uh, Spectre Man being a robot. Outside of the stupid um, logistical issues with this, here's the bigger reason why I hate this. And you, I think you'll get this immediately as to where I'm going after I say this first point. They do realize this is a show directed towards children. Mm-hmm. son of a bitch you are telling kids if you have eyesight troubles figure out a way to electrocute yourself you are telling a younger audience to find some electrical source to where they can shock themselves (laughs) 
what the hell? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) because little kids are impressionable. When Mm -hmm. I was young, I thought certain things worked. And then as I got older, I realized, oh, yeah, that actually doesn't because A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. You get a four or five-year-old watching this, well, okay, if I have trouble seeing one day – and instead, maybe you have like conjunctivitis on your eyes, mm-hmm. you know, which is a bacteria that should get treated with a solution. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and stick a fork into this outlet and everything will be fine. Or, or <laughs> drop a toaster in a bathtub. With me. <laughs> yeah, or I'm going to chew on this lamp cord. <laughs> I mean, that to me, especially, you know. I mean, it should be obvious whether you're a parent or not that mm-hmm. here's a show directed towards a younger audience and they're telling them, hey, kids, you have eyesight troubles. Go find some electrical source and shock yourself. I mean, it just. <laughs> oh, dear God. Like, just. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's a good thing that this show is not in syndication right now because it would be awful for a younger audience. Well, you can say it's not – it hasn't been in syndication for 50 years. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. You can, just... you can see you can see why that uh, uh, whoever created uh, Spectre Man hasn't uh, actually revisited and revived <laughs> Well, Jason, I just want to let you know that if you wake up with crusties on your eye some morning, you know, because we're heading into winter and a lot of that stuff becomes more prevalent. I just want you to know that what you should do as someone who's watched Spectre Man and knows you should take a butter knife and jam it into an outlet and you'll be fine. I swear to you because I saw it. (laughs) Hey, hey, look, I did my research. And I saw it on a TV show, which means it, it's it's good to go. I mean, it, it checks out. I saw okay. it on TV, okay, and that's legit. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take note of it. <laughs> yeah, well, and then one of the things I had complained about a previous episode, I don't know, two three episodes ago, was that there were some scenes where it very much looked like Spectre Man and his kaiju opponent were more human size than they were kaiju size we get a little bit of that same issue here in the beginning part of the episode where it looks like salamander and specter man are once again human size even though yeah and i think it was just i think it was like that in episode 27 or 26 where they had that exact same situation where yeah you think that they're still the normal kind of big size and everything but they just went out in an actual rural area somewhere in japan to make them look like that but still gave them that human size proportion which i mean you you have a studio to make it look like that they're large and everything with all these mini miniatures and stuff but i'm guessing that they do this once in a while is maybe like post-production reshoots where i think it's uh, more of a money saving thing that or maybe like the studio or stage uh, stage studio where they did all the miniatures and all this stuff was being used for something else and if, if it was maybe like some kind of reshoot or something afterwards and if that 
uh, stage studio whatever wasn't available at the time that could be another thing too but uh, yeah maybe it's it could be a few uh, scenarios in that it's uh, very whiplash inducing because a lot of times like I don't think people realize it but I think subconsciously they catch it because even if you're passively watching these if you sort of takes you out of the experience well yeah like I don't think you notice it like consciously for a while but you subconsciously see it because Mm -hmm. in one moment you're seeing them what you know to be a set and then all of a sudden you're actually seeing them play in the dirt like i think subconsciously you catch that but like i said consciously like if you all of a sudden like really start focusing and paying attention you're like whoa wait a minute here like (laughs) i I sort of consciously catch that I think majority of the time when they've done that. Well, with Spectre Man, you have to be conscious. Otherwise, you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you miss a lot of gems here. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But uh, I'd say still, overall, um, episode 29 is still a pretty good episode just with that major glaring <laughs> uh obvious thing what we talked about earlier with uh overlord i think that's kind of the major kink in this episode here overlord so kink. um otherwise uh the battles for this one still pretty good um miniatures even with uh like the the shogun castle uh, that we get in this one, some of the other buildings in here, like the hospital and all that, still pretty good in their own regard. Um, and stories still sort of streamlined, kind of like the previous episode was. So, with episode 29, I would give this one a B. Uh, for my final thoughts, I wrote the story trods along a bit longer in some spots than necessary, but it continues some of the fun kaiju action showcased in the last episode. The final battle gets silly and ridiculous at points as far as how Spectre Man effectively battles Salamandar, but it's still fun enough, and I actually gave it a slightly lower grade at a B-. minus. Hmm. And then the final episode we are covering in this uh, podcast episode, episode 30, titled Terror Comes Ashore, Monster Tag Team. Mine is, uh, my alternative title is just Terror from the Sea. I like like that one better because (laughs) it's more straight to the point. All right, you want to give a synopsis? Yeah, so uh, with episode 30 starts out... um, with a mysterious uh, seaweed-like thing is uh, attacking this uh, ship full of uh, crew members and all that during the night. And uh, also, uh, then we get to see Dr. Gory and Karas uh, talking about uh, the seaweed and all that. And Karas is thinking of, uh, might be a good idea to have... Uh, seaweed planted at uh, power plants and all that stuff uh, for more destruction and all that stuff. And then we get to see the G team and uh, Joji uh, coming up, coming upon this uh, local village near the ocean or bay uh, questioning a local villager 
and notice some of the huge eggs sort of laying along this uh, beach shore here. And after they question this local uh, villager, they stumble upon this large amount of seaweed uh, in the waters of the ocean there, and then eventually stumble upon one of the large eggs, which they take to this one lab where they find out it's a mutant form of uh, of an egg. So they immediately uh, take these eggs from the villagers and then burn them in this huge pile <laughs> there, which, which eventually see this crab-like uh, kaiju arise from the ocean and then starting to wreak havoc on this uh, village. And you have uh, Joji along with one of the uh, G-Team crew members leading this uh, crab-like monster away from uh, the city or village with some of the eggs. <laughs> with Joji just kind of running around, acting like he's a football player, throwing one of the eggs, bouncing off of uh, the monster there and all that. And then uh, Overlord, I think for once, say, stop your... Uh, fucking bullshit here and <laughs> turn into Spectre Man. So, Joji. Thank you, Jason. At least it took you a while, but man, finally yeah, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> and uh, so, Joji stops uh, screwing around and transforms into Spectre Man. <laughs> Joji stops screwing around. <laughs> and uh, uh, battles the, uh, the crab monster. And then until. We get to see this uh, seaweed uh, monster uh, coming into the scene uh, and uh, take teams on uh, Spectre-Man. That's kind of where episode 30 ends. Yeah, okay. So um, you talked about the one football thing I wrote down. The football commentary was hilariously unneeded. I thought it was funny, but it was unneeded. (laughs) I mean, just just the way it was kind of uh, running around and, you know, throwing and dodging uh, the monster and everything. It it kind of makes sense in a way, but yeah, it's just unneeded. But I would say Probably in the original version of this, he pr- I don't think that was really the case. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Um, I love though how exaggerated the crab monster's features are. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's a really it's sort of- hilarious looking kaiju that is just it. I almost wonder if they whether or not they intentionally like messed up the suit or if they realized oh crap we thought of this kaiju and we realized we can't effectively make a suit that's not going to make this thing look stupid (laughs) maybe because because like the tail part of it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a hermit crab yeah sort of way with how freaking huge the tail part (laughs) yep (laughs) look yeah but uh the other, the other crazy thing about this episode is where you have uh, Spectre Man pretty much pushing an entire, like, mountainous, like, boulder and trapping uh, 
this crab-like monster in a way, and then he takes another kind of large boulder and tries to bury, <laughs> bury it and pin it. Well, there's that one weird moment, too, where, like, the crab monster, I think, like, tries to swing its tail, and then something happens. I don't know if Spectre Man does something to it or not, but the film speeds up for, like, five seconds or something. It's supposed to show it to be like, oh, hey, isn't this funny type of shit? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's (laughs) – I, I mean, it is kind of funny because, again, when you look at this crab monster, it's like you can't help but to be like, okay, like they either are terrible at their job or they are intentionally trying to make this thing funny. But I have to ding it a little bit just because, at least on my end, with adding the monster tag team title to it, that second kaiju doesn't even become a thing until within the final minute of the show and then mm-hmm. it ends on sort of this cliffhanger deal uh, again. But Briefly, he would he did at least attack a ship at night. Now is also for a minute, so he at least say the first minute and then the final minute of uh, this episode that we get something related to that uh, seaweed-like monster. I will say, though, too, I love the fact that – and I don't know – like I love this whole idea because I don't know if we've seen anything else in the Kaijuega, either in television or film, where there's sort of the symbiotic relationship between mm-hmm. at least two kaiju and – one cannot survive without the other, and that's something that I really think is is unique, and I'm surprised had never been done before. Not just um, you know up to this point in in the production of of um, you know Spectre Man, but even in modern times. I mean, I, granted, maybe there is because obviously we haven't seen everything Kaijuega that's ever been produced, but I've been surprised that. This hasn't been done before, and it seems sort of obvious, but it's one of those elusive obvious deals where you're kind of like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Why didn't this happen before? Why didn't we think about this? I like that, though. I I mean, as goofy as this episode is, the whole idea that one kaiju needs this other one Mm -hmm. in order to have it survive and and or at least a species survive is just i i hate to use the g word genius but it's in a way it sort of is just because like i said i have never heard nor seen anything like this before in all of kaijuega i mean i guess maybe the closest thing you could come to would be like the mudos like hatch an inside of a godzilla in the 2014 film but that was never really a prominent thing it was alluded to so I guess maybe in a way it has been done, but not as blatantly as this, which I like. And um, one of the other things um, I kind of want to touch upon was that when they took those large eggs to the lab and then finding out that they were mutant, you like in the middle of the episode, you get to see these villagers eating like, you know, they cook the egg and then eating from it and everything. You would think when it comes to Kaiju Iga, you would think that there would be something happening after a while when you eat like some sort of mutated um, like uh, 
faint or drank some sort of concoction and all that. They Maybe they start cooked to it well transform enough. Transform, <laughs> get really sick or something of the sort. He, you would expect them to at least be sick uh, from these like mutant eggs and all that stuff. Well, again, but- I think you know, unless there's toxic waste involved, you know, just like with regular eggs, if you cook them well enough, you should be fine. I guess that's the whole thought behind it. I guess, but um, yeah. Besides, besides the the crab-like monster uh, suit design looking really far out there, <laughs> if it was intentional or if they sort of screwed up, or if they just want to find something quick and they had something on hand, but just changed a few things. <laughs> And then, as far as the the seaweed like monster, as far as that one goes, it sort of looks a bit similar to um, one of the other uh, monsters from I think um, an Ultraman show or something. But uh, with this one, I think it looks pretty decent in a way, just for a, a seaweed-like monster without any facial features. It just kind of looks like some kind of uh, kind of like a, a blobish like monster in a way. So I think it kind of fits yeah. perfect, perfectly fine for the kind of um, uh, thing it does most, which is spew seaweed. <laughs> yeah, it's a cheap, easy suit for them to make, which I'm sure probably costs them almost nothing to make and it, i mean it does what it's supposed to do i mean i i right. can't praise nor damn it so you know it 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 is what it is yeah <laughs> well, well when we uh cover episodes next week we'll we'll see sort of the execution and sort of the general idea behind it see if it follows through uh, on on any level but like i said we only right. saw it in the final minute so there's not much to really say other than what it looks hopefully like. we get to see more of it next episode <laughs> well i'm sure we will i mean if you know a lot of times with these second parters of of specter man episodes it, they usually tend to follow through on that part mm-hmm. so otherwise should we just go into final thoughts yeah all right why don't you go ahead the episode has some unique story moments to it, but per usual for this series, it, it takes its time moving along to the main event. Here, it's not as bad as previous episodes. The idea of a seaweed monster and crab monster teaming up in order to preserve the symbiotic relationship is something I don't believe I've seen before. Sure, on the surface, it isn't actually much, but the intent is what makes that unique. The fight is hilariously fun at points, and the episode leaves you wanting more just as the second monster shows up at the end. And I gave it a B plus. Not bad. Yeah, this this one, it, it kind of, you can say, it follows along with uh, episode 28, where it just... It seems like that with the writers and everything on the show, I think they sort of finally found some kind of footing in streamlining um, the the structure of an episode here. And it's just kind of, it follows along with your typical Kaiju Iga uh, TV show and movie all that sort of jazz in there. And of course, um, 
you know, you have kind of a plot device or devices with seaweed and eggs on a beach here. And then you got your uh, monster or monsters uh, this time around where you have um, kind of a far out there looking one. And then you have one that's kind of more in line of what they should actually look like. <laughs> and yeah, the battles in this one is uh, pretty good, but sort of crazy in there and uh, I kind of like this one uh, too so uh, hopefully with episode 31 it kind of sort of ends along the lines like with um, episode 29 kind of closing out this two-parter here so with that for me episode 30 I would give this one a B minus and so really when we cover next week's episodes not only are we going to be sort of in the middle of the series we're going to be just a hair beyond the middle part of the series as well so it's going to be uh, sort of a a benchmark for us when it comes to covering spectre man here we are going to be just ever so slightly more than halfway through with it uh, a week from today so uh, we mm-hmm. were a little bit later today just because I had some stuff going on, but we should be back next Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we thank you so much for joining us, whether it was via video or audio versions. And uh, continue watching Spectre Man with us. Keegan, it was great having you talk to us. Hopefully that bot didn't scare you away. If it does, uh, tell it to go fuck itself. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it, I don't know why it would be so mean that was a dick move by the ai well it's, it's just kind of mon- monitoring things and all that stuff so yeah but um, that was unnecessary though <laughs> but um anyways um as always if you see a subscribe button down below or above um wherever you're watching us uh make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash the like button and uh you can share your thoughts in the comments down below and uh, you you can find everything daikaiju network all in one place at our link tree uh page there for slash daikaiju network and as far as video platforms that were available on, we're on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, uh, Facebook, and as well as X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. And we're put available in on Twitter underneath that. And we're available on the following uh, audio platforms right there: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And we have both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our own website there at daikaijunetwork.com. So, Jason, I am very disappointed that you have this brand new tool here. Sorry, there's a thing printing off here that I don't know if you can hear. I am very annoyed. I can hear a little bit of it. (laughs) I am very very annoyed with that. Um, But you have this brand new spanking sort of... um, Bo- uh, what, what is it? I, what is the name of it? Audio board or, or soundboard? Uh, you didn't play one single sound. I mean, before we close out, you got to play a sound or two. There you go. <laughs> do you, do you have anything like uh, like a like a fart noise? <laughs> no, like like I said uh, the other day, they only just have uh, ten. Just very well. Yeah, I thought yeah. one might be a fart noise. Oh, the the air horn. That's 
that's about as close as you're going to get with the fart noise. <laughs> so what are the other sounds? Uh, the one is uh, claps one and two, chant, uh, cheer, gasp, uh, laughs one and two, and drums one and two. Okay, here. I want you to – I'm going to say a few things, and I want you to play a couple of them. So when I uh, say thank you for joining us, I want you to, like, do the clap or the cheer. Like, so thank you for joining us on this episode of Daikaiju Network. There you go. <laughs> and then um, – and then – almost sounds like rainwater actually when it's uh <laughs> it's kind of weird hi you're on the podcast you know that <laughs> say hi to everybody <laughs> and i forgot the other thing i was gonna say to have you play another sound on there um come join us uh, next week uh Fuck was that? That wasn't a joke. <laughs> I guess it is now. Maybe saying I'm a joke, which I probably am. <laughs> For those of you listening to the audio version, I just flipped Jason off. <laughs> hey, do the do the uh, drum? Not the drum. What is it called? Rim shot. <laughs> You know what? I hate this soundboard. I thought it was a good idea, and now you're using it as a weapon against me. <laughs> Boo. I was expecting you to play something like that. <laughs> what a weird uh, no. an episode. I wonder if anyone has stuck around at this point. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that's, that's it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you all uh, next Sunday at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. So with that, take care, everyone. Ta-ta for now.